You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. It's It's the Dort Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined once again by Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? I'm having a wonderful but hectic day, Richard. Thank you for asking. Oh, hectic, kind of running around a little bit. Kind of running around a little bit, kind of crazy today. Well, so this episode may be a little bit shorter. I don't know if it will be or not. You can already see the timestamp at this point, so maybe I'm already a liar or maybe I'm telling you the truth. I don't know. We may have to do pick of the podcast without Ryan, so let's just... Dive right into it. Before we get to this week in hashtag Dork Ryan, I don't know if you followed the latest news. This just came out this morning. Apparently, YouTube is up our ass about a video, and they've removed one of the Game of Thrones recaps because they think it was offensive or something. What did we say that was offensive? I have no idea. I wrote back, I appealed. I appealed the suspension, a la Ezekiel Elliott, although I don't really want to be lumped in with him necessarily, but... I appealed it. I don't know what it was. I think it was even one of the Nicole episodes. I don't even think it was you. Oh, it wasn't even me? All right, whatever then. Well, no, I mean, well, we're in this together, I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden, we're not going to be able to do YouTube channels, and they're very popular. They get hundred of views. So people of views. People people seem to enjoy it, and they might take it away from you. It gets tens of views. And so anyway, that's where we are. We're, we're, We're fighting YouTube now. Comic Con, you name it, we're, we're the bad boys, and people who think we're clickbait, Chuck. Oh, everyone's coming after us. I know, I know. We got to keep our head on a swivel. But uh, without further ado, let's get into the news of the week. All right, Ryan. I think to no surprise, Inhumans is has been seen by critics. And it is currently getting zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Speaking of seen by tens of people, I think their big IMAX unveiling uh, brought them in like one point five million dollars. That's insane! It was so stupid. Like this Inhumans thing, we've talked about it before. You've probably followed it a little bit, but it was originally going to be a movie. I think part of Phase Three or Four of the MCU. It was it was way out in the future. It's sort of they don't have X Men, so they were going to sort of introduce Inhumans and see how that goes. And this this is actually proof that not everything Marvel does is great. Like, they took a big chance on Guardians of the Galaxy a few years ago, and it was a huge success. They made a solo Ant-Man movie, and it was great. And now they're like, you know what, we're going to do Inhumans. And people, people are not interested in the Inhumans, and apparently even those that did see it thought it was horrible. Yeah, and I, I think... You know, we talk about this. I don't think we talk about this enough on the air, but we talk, you and I certainly do talk about it. Not every set of heroes needs a movie. Right. You know what I mean? And we talk about it a little bit with, like, Black Adam. And now there's, you know, rumors that John Cena is playing Shazam. I like, saw, yes, I saw that. No, nobody needs to see. It's fine. Like, Shazam doesn't need a movie. 
I, they can't figure out Batman, and they're like, we need to cast Shazam. You're like, yeah. no, you don't. But like, Inhumans is such like a niche thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm sure there are people who were like really excited to see it, who are big fans of the of the comic, which is fine. But like, you don't need to make that a show. Call me crazy. If you really wanted to do the Inhumans, don't you just in the next Avengers movie? You just introduce a couple of those characters, and then you find out what kind of response those characters get. Yeah, and, and even if it's like, a, oh, that was cool. Like, yeah, that guy was pretty know. neat. I wonder what a, a whole movie of them would be like. Or make all the other one be like, oh, those two were terrible. Like, fine. Right. Okay, just move on. You don't give them a whole screen time. You don't give them – I love this IMAX release, and then it's going to be on ABC, but they're like, you got to see it. It's really made for the IMAX. And you're like, okay, piss off. Right. I'm, all, yeah. I'm all set with this. Here's some good movie news, though, Ryan. Well, I guess that's a TV show, but this is a movie – one of your favorite kind of sleeper horror movies was Creep, and Creep 2 is going to be coming out this October, or should I say this hashtag Dorktober. Yeah, and like you said, it's a sleeper for our, our 50 greatest horror movies. That's on my list somewhere in my top 50. Ooh, nice. I, yeah, I think, it, I think it deserves to be. That is going to be an endeavor of epic proportion coming up. Yeah, and just an unsettling movie. You know what I mean? Yes, like movies yes. never really get comfortable watching. Um, so it's if you haven't seen Creep One yet, please check that out. Real, real freaky. Yeah, that's on Netflix now. That I think you'll enjoy that. Mark Duplass from uh, the Lazarus Effect, which was a trash movie. He's also in the League, and he was in yep. Creep, and he was really good in Creep. A couple of Stranger Things notes here, Ryan. First, they had a video game style season one recap that came out. Uh, I think we tweeted it out. Actor podcast. It was pretty cool. Like. We've all seen Stranger Things, but just to remember where all the characters were, but also the way they did it, sort of 80s arcade style, was pretty good. That was pretty cool. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, I watched that recently. It was pretty cool. And now the creators of the show have come out. They did it. I forget who they did the article with or, or who interviewed them, but they're telling viewers for Stranger Things 2, which also comes out in Dorktober, to turn off the true motion or smooth motion on your TV, like that soap opera effect. They yep. say that that's not what they want. They say all the the uh, you know the directors and the you know the the camera people like they they go to such great lengths to shoot it the way they want it to be seen, and then you end up watching it in these true motion kind of things, and it just does not look like they want it to look. So and f- yeah, and from a technical from a person who works in this in this arena, I can tell you. So yes. if you don't know what true motion or smooth motion or it's an overscan. So like if you go into an electronics department and you see those TVs and like the ultra 4k where it's like almost, you can't really look at it. It's like hard to look at. Yeah. Like that's like a, so it's basically, you know, their way of, you know, making things like crisp, ultra high definition stuff. I would, I agree with them. Turn that off. It's probably not the best thing to look at. It's probably not Um, ideal. We're doing like this gritty eighties kind of feel to it. Like you probably shouldn't be watching it in ultra 4k. Right. Uh, uh, TV news here. We have, uh, Professor Pig is going to be in season four of Gotham. Now, we'd already seen the trailer for season four, and they had a really good-looking scarecrow at the end. But apparently, uh, they I forget the actor, but they cast Professor Pig. So between Scarecrow and Professor Pig, like they could go – it's a Fox show, so we'll see just how dark they can go. But they're heading it down do a pretty – do with, yeah, Professor Pig. That's a dark path right there. Because I thought when I, the Arkham series, uh, I think it was Arkham Knight, that Professor Pig shows up. He was one of like the, that was like the, one of the cooler side missions. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah. You were like down in that little like basement or whatever, like his yeah. little like operating room and everything. Yeah, that was that was pretty. He's a he's a really good Batman, like a sneaky good Batman villain. Like he's never mentioned in like even the top ten probably. 
but like no. that's just that's how deep the Batman villains are. Yeah. Speaking of which, last week on the uh, podcast we talked about the standalone Joker movie that's not going to be in the DCEU. Todd Phillips and Martin Scorsese are going to be involved. And I know you had the uh, the hot chili hot take last week that Martin Scorsese being attached to shit doesn't matter anymore. And I said the only thing it means is that Leonardo DiCaprio is probably going to be in it. And then the very next day, the big rumor was they're trying to get Leonardo DiCaprio to be the Joker. What would you think of that casting choice? Um, I I know in reading some reports after that. By the way, that's breaking news from us. By the way, uh, we had it. We had it before anybody. Yep. And then. Uh, I'm hearing that Jared Leto is not pleased about this. Ooh. So I... I thought he didn't want to be the Joker anymore. What's his problem? No, he does. So he's already slated to do uh, Gotham City Sirens and then like a Harley Quinn spinoff or something like that. And yeah. He is like threatening to walk. And they, there's this whole thing of like, well, they're maybe there, oh my you know, God. just just teasing Leo just to get... Uh, Jared Leto to stay, you know. There's this whole like back and forth, Jesus. but the report is he is not pleased. What a mess with them rebooting it again. Yeah, I mean, but that's the the same shit we were dealing with with Batman. But at least Batman himself has been really good. The Joker they've used terribly, but yeah, I don't know. But what do you th- do? You think DiCaprio would be a good Joker? <sighs> nah, maybe it depends on which which Joker they go with. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I think we've seen very iter- some iterations of the Joker, and you know, uh, it depends on what they do with it. You think he could do Hot Topic Joker? <laughs> no, I don't probably, think so. Probably not. No, he would have to do his own thing. I think he'd probably be closest to like Jack Nicholson's Joker. Would be my guess. Better, like I would go real weird with it and do the one where like he from like um, uh, Death of the to, Family. To, to, yeah. So when he like cut his face. Off, <laughs> yeah. Off, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that was nuts. Uh, so that's that's that. And then one last bit of news here. Uh, we just tweeted out the trailer for Insidious, The Last Key, which, uh, again, will be, I think it's out in, like, January, but gets you set for uh, Dork- Dorktober coming up. This is, try to follow along here, this is the fourth movie in the franchise, but chronologically, it's the second movie. Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw Insidious 2 by accident. I thought I was watching Insidious 1. Insidious it, one is very good. Yes. It, yeah. Insidious two. So it's like I think it was Insidious. If I if I remember this correctly, it goes Insidious, then a sequel to it, and then now two prequel movies. So strap yeah, okay. strap into that. Yeah. Are you ready, Ryan, for the next portion of the show? I'm gonna rock your world. It's time for Davy's video game Even if it takes more than a minute. All right, drop it on us. All right, so uh, big news today. This, we're recording this on a Tuesday afternoon, so mm-hmm. the big news today is that Destiny 2 is cock-locked and ready to rock. There you go. For those of you who, who downloaded it or got it today, so that's going to be very exciting. Uh, I'm going to move through this quickly. Cool. So the other thing, uh, Overwatch Season 6 kicked off. We are both back where we need to be. I think we can both agree yes. that we're both on a level. They've, I think they've leveled out the uh, – the scales, so you you know we're we're where we need to be. Right, we started in a good place. Feel a lot both, better about both. it. Not yeah. good, not great. Right, no room both for improvement, happy. which is nice. There's still something to chase. You know, there's still yeah. room for improvement, but at least you're not embarrassed by by you know rocking the silver medal. So we're doing okay. Yep. So the other thing too, and this is some dork crossover news you might be interested in. Love it. So the the good people of Uproxx 
did. Remember the game I talked about, the uh, Fire Pro Wrestling World? Yes. Which is it's, it's a really fun game. If you guys have, if you have the means to pick it up, I would say do it. It's really fun. Uh, you know, professional, you know, wrestling entertainment game. You know, it's Word. the style of the WWE, the old, like, WrestleMania 2000 game that we love so dearly. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, they created and did an eight-man tournament for, uh, they created Game of Thrones characters. Holy shit. And they did a tournament. In the tournament were John, the Knight's King, Khal Drogo, Tormund. Uh, Giants Bane. Sander, yep. Sander Clegane, Arya Stark. Gregor Clegane Oof. and Oberyn Martell. Wow! So uh, you want to know how it sh- you want how it shook out? Well, you know who they're missing, but he wasn't in last yeah. season. I was gonna say Dario Nahara should probably be in it. Dario Nahara did not make the cut, but, but he wasn't in last season. So honorable, and you know, same with like uh, Barristan Selmy. I think some would argue would be one of the best fighters, or Robert Baratheon. But anyway, you're basing it off of last season. So they did a tournament, and only one, and there was a uh, they crowned a winner. They crowned a winner. So the final match was between Oberyn Martell and Khal Drogo, and Khal Drogo took it. What? So that's professional wrestling. So that's not, you know, we're not right. with spears or poison. So I do like I Oberyn Martell. I think he's a very accomplished fighter. He would be a high flyer if we're doing the wrestling, right? Yeah. Oh, I would think so, yeah. Yeah. Or he'd also yeah. be a great heel because he'd be like such a, like a ladies' man and a man's like, man. Like, rude. like he doesn't really give a shit. Guys, girls, who cares? Now, Richard, so, Richard I have some. No. This this is going to rock your world. Uh, even more than that? Even more than that. All right. According to Nintendo's official biography, Mario is no longer a plumber. You know, I read this the other day, and I had to sit down. I said, well, then what the hell is he? The Twitterverse, his, it loosely translated from uh, Japanese, it says, all around sporty, whether it's tennis or baseball, soccer or car racing, Mario does everything cool. As a matter of fact, he also seems to have worked as a plumber a long time ago. Oh, boy. So it seems as though Mario has lost his job as a plumber. He's out. I wonder, I wonder if Luigi is still holding the family business. Uh, yeah. You mean Luigi Mario? Luigi Mario, not Mario Mario, but Luigi. You mean Mario. Luigi Mario? Yeah, maybe he is. Maybe, I mean, somebody's got to work, right? You can't just be out there riding go karts and playing tennis. Well, I guess that's what that's what Mario's doing. I think he's made enough money in his trade. Uh, the trades are down, as we know. Yeah, um, big time. So uh, I know there's a there's actually which was funny. There actually is a worldwide shortage of plumbers. Really? That. Yeah. That's well, and now that there's not like a role model for one, I can see why. Yeah, who's the kid, who are the kids going to look up to? Now, do you think he was a good boxing referee or a bad boxing referee? I think he was fair. He was kind of uh, down the middle. He's down the yeah, yeah. down the middle. I think he was stern but fair. Yeah, you know, every once nope. in a while, I felt like maybe a I felt like maybe a quick count. I'll be honest. Every once you in a while, there was a little bit. Yep, where he'd go like five six, like real fast. Yeah, he'd really yeah. bark it out, and he kind of I'm like, all right, let it breathe a little bit. Like, give me a chance here to get up. Yeah. But yeah, uh, anyway. Uh, By the way, how the hell are you a plumber when you wear white gloves? Yeah, well, you got to be very good at what you do, I guess. I, and I guess he's not that good. You're living That's very scary. dangerously. Yeah, that was a big mistake yeah. on his part. Oh, also one thing I meant to throw into this week in Dork. Today marks the 25th anniversary of Batman the Animated Series. Awesome. How about that? Worth a rewatch. One of the best animated Anything. Uh, superhero things ever. Yeah. Just absolutely incredible. All right, Ryan, are you ready now for the topic du jour? What, what's that, my friend? Right, of course, that would be the topic of the day, and today it is The Defenders. It came out a few weeks back, but we had some other things to get to, including Game of Thrones Season 7 recap. So we're doing The Defenders today, 
It was an eight-episode run on Netflix, of course, uh, carrying over the story from Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Luke Cage. All of them had their own standalone season. Daredevil's already had two standalone seasons. And we'll start out spoiler-free for those who haven't watched it yet. I feel like there's probably you've already had plenty of time, so we'll do this quickly. But uh, spoiler-free, Ryan, did yep. you like it? I've had some time to kind of let this percolate a little bit, and my answer, I'm going to carefully craft this. Okay. I didn't not like it. Yeah, there you go. I, I, I smell exactly what you're uh, letting loose there. Yes. Is that That's not a term, but I, I get no. it. I, I, know, I know what you're saying there. No. Now, did you think all of the characters, because, again, what's really interesting, and maybe the, maybe the wrong approach, if we're being honest, is you have Iron Fist and Luke Cage in particular – you give them 13 episodes by themselves, yep. and then you team them all up and you give them eight. So I guess, did you think it was the right number of episodes, and did you feel like all the characters, or at least the characters you wanted to see, were all got appropriate screen time? I think so, because you have your primary characters who I think they divvied that out nicely. You know what I mean? The only person I would think got a little too much screen time would be Sigourney Weaver, got a little too much screen time. Yeah. I could, uh-huh. And she wasn't great. Like we'll get into that more coming up. We'll but get into she, that more. I I had high expectations for her. I was like, even though that character is not one I'm super familiar familiar with, or even if it's a real, I don't even know. But yeah. I was looking at her and I was like, well, the, the actress alone might have enough clout to become like a, a strong villain. And I I don't think she was great. No, it didn't. It didn't really work that way. But I would say what I, the one thing I really did like about this is they knew the showrunner. I think it's Drew Goddard knew that. What, like basically what side of the bread is butter was on. So like he knew yeah. who he needed to give screen time and who he knew who they were very self-aware and who was the hierarchy of the characters. You know, what's amazing though, to me is I believe filming for this started before uh, Iron Fist was out. So like the, the pushback for Iron Fist, the character hadn't really been known when they were making this. And yet they still found a way to make him not as bad. And they allowed all the other characters to kind of make fun of him. And Which so, in my yeah. mind, that self awareness was the best part of the show. Yeah, that was that was really good. What what about the the uh, like the action or like the fighting sequences? Which I feel like in the Netflix shows, at times have been really strong. I mean, like some of the stuff from Daredevil is unbelievable. Season one and two, um, Jessica Jones had some pretty good fight sequences. And then there's been some other like the, one of the big knocks on Iron Fist was he barely even used kung fu. And so, right. where do you think they stood in in this season? There was some good. There's some good and some bad. Right. Um, that we'll get into uh, a little bit more uh, with spoilers. But I thought it was a mixed bag, you know, with yeah. with the fighting. Yeah, I think so. I agree. I agree with that. Now, this took place a couple of months after season two of Daredevil, and it says after after like a month or so of when season one of Iron Fist ended. And this is a question that we got a few times on Twitter. I think. If you didn't watch Iron Fist, like maybe you listened to our episode and we just trashed it or you just read the reviews from other people and it wasn't very good, you could definitely watch this without seeing Iron Fist. Like there are there are certainly characters you'll understand more of it, like you'll know him, you'll know Colleen Wing, you'll know a little bit more about the hand, but you've already been introduced to the hand, which serves as one of the primary villains in the whole series. So you could skip Iron Fist. Maybe read like a brief synopsis if you really want to. Uh like Daredevil to me Season one and two, far more important to to sort of understand what's going on than Iron Fist. And this was a, this is a perfect example. I the Defenders is the first series I watched with with my wife. Okay, so there was a little bit of like explaining who people were, but it spoke to the show that like the characters that she latched onto, 
Like, she hadn't seen Daredevil. She hadn't seen Jessica Jones. She hadn't seen Luke Cage. She hadn't seen any of them. This is the first thing she's watched. Right. And the characters that she really liked and wanted to see more of, it correlated with, like, the, you know what I mean? So yeah. she's like, she she really likes Jessica Jones. And she's like, how is her series? I'm like, it's excellent. Like, yeah, you have to go back and watch really it. like it. Yeah. Um, and she's like, no, nah, I don't really like this kid. I'm like, yeah, don't worry about him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Meaning, like, uh, Iron Fist. Like, don't worry about his series. And I felt like he did a lot of explaining. Yeah, there's a lot. You really have to watch Iron Fist because he explains the whole story. Well, I would say the first two episodes do a really good job of – they're a little bit slower, right? So they're not the most exciting episodes. You need to get into certainly episode three on to really get into, like, some of the action. But the first two episodes do a really nice job of – here are where the characters are now, and here's like the important information from their seasons that you'll probably need. Like they like they pretty much map it out, which is good. Um, all right, if you had to give a score for season one, what would you give it? Three and a half. Oof. Three, three and a half. Wow, down to three, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We got to start grading harder. I feel like I give That's I give way too many fours and fives. Yeah. Yeah, three and a half probably sounds right, and that's right in that sweet spot too. Where I, I'm, I'm glad I watched it, and you know, I definitely would watch it. A, a, so, if you had to rank all the seasons, like to me, Iron Fist is clearly last, and Luke Cage is then the next last. And there's a pretty big gap there. Like, I, 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 huge gap. I, yeah, I had a good time with Luke Cage, yeah. but those are the worst two. You can probably take. I would probably put the Defenders at you know better than those two, but worse than both daredevils and jessica jones oh absolutely yeah. yeah i would put it smack in the middle and i think you can really i've heard people say daredevil one is the best i've heard them say two is the best and i've heard them say jessica jones is the best and i i'm like sure like all, all three of those to me are kind of interchangeable I, I i really enjoyed all three i might give the slight edge to season two of daredevil only because i'm such a big punisher fan and he was great and he was great yeah. he just, like stole the show in yeah series. um i would say and this is this I, w- I want to make it clear, this does not mean negative things against Luke Cage. I think Luke Cage was, it was a very good series. I just, some of the characters, mainly the villains, I just didn't really care about. Oh, they were terrible. Like, yeah, that's not his fault at all. Like, No. And that's what was sneaky really good about Jessica Jones was they use Purple Man. Well, they, they don't even call him that. They just call him Kilgrave. And so he was yeah. great. Like, he was one of the most compelling villains we've ever seen. Like, real dark, and but just a really strong villain on top of Jessica Jones being good and sort of her supporting characters like Trish uh, and Hogarth, I think being a lot better. Yes. But all right. Anything else? Non spoiler. No, it's definitely worth a watch. Um, okay. If you're into this, this thing, don't, don't not watch it because you think it's going to be bad. It's decent. Um, yeah. It's not my favorite, but it's decent. All right. So spoilers. I, unfortunately we're in a different studio. I don't have the, uh, the sweet spoiler sounder that Marcus from the boxers provided us. So just know that it's now spoilers going through let me ask you this. I, I feel like I watched this. Uh, I watched a couple episodes twice. I watched it all once. Is this is this really what happened? Is there a skeleton of a dragon holding up the city of New York and that the hand needs the bones of the dragon skeleton to then become immortal? So I think it has something to do with the bones. Maybe it's the marrow. Maybe they grind them up and make it into a paste. Oh my goodness! Put it on their toast. But so, just so we're clear, there's a dragon. Hold it. There's yeah. a dragon holding up New York. I don't think it's holding up the, all of New York. Hell's Kitchen. I don't know. I feel like that might be what it is, and I'm like, what? There's some excavation under a building where a dragon's fossil lived, 
and they need okay. those bones. They need the bone their, the, the, with the sauce. Well, and they need <laughs> the back of eyes. They needed they needed Danny Rand's iron fist to punch through a certain area. It's like to have access to it, which was the dumbest shit ever. Because I'm watching that fight scene with him and Electra, and I'm like. Clearly, she's going to move, and you're going to hit the fucking thing. Like, like, don't even light it up, bro. Like, mix in a yeah. kick. Like, you know kung you fu. Know what's going on. And this is the problem with that. His character's just fucking stupid. He's dumb. He's a dumb idiot. Now, part of it is, all right, you're a dumb idiot because, all right, you grew up, you were raised by monks, so it was a sort of a different upbringing than maybe typical. But when you're getting into a fight with Electra, and they've already told you, like, yeah, they need the Iron Fist to break through there. And then he's like, yeah, let me light it up anyway. Oh or what I would have done if I'm Danny Rand and they're like, well, we need the Iron Fist to open this door. I would just be like, no. And yeah. be like, well, you have to. And be like, no, I don't. And you're not going to kill me because you still need me. So, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I'm not opening it. Yeah, they, they didn't They didn't like, do you that. Need me more than I need you. No, I'm just, what are you going to do, kill me? Well, it's funny, too. The, the, the series begins with Iron Fist. And I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, please get to the other characters. And they did. Yeah. They, they absolutely did. Um you you also see Daredevil early on. He's back to being a lawyer, and he's not Daredevil. You have Luke Cage getting out of jail. He gets some coffee with Claire, which is always nice. Uh, and then Jessica Jones is like doing her Jessica Jones thing, where she's like, "I'm not taking the case. I will. I will take the case. I, I don't want to take the case, but on my terms." Yeah, I, I don't. I don't take a lot of lip from anybody except yeah. myself, and even then, not so much. Uh, that, did you get the sense that Colleen Wing and Stick were like also members of the Defenders? It felt like at, at times, yeah. yeah. But I, it was nice to see. And like I said, one of the good things is like Colleen Wing in like the later episodes kind of got pushed upside. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is fine because I don't need any more of her. And I, I, you know, Stick. You don't like Colleen Wing? I do, but like, and do less. You know. Well. Yeah, I mean, she's, bugs me is the she's fact running a she dojo. Around, Pretty good. Yeah, but she runs around New York with a sword, and no one says anything. Well, running around with a sword. I think you're allowed one personal item uh, in addition to your carry-on. In so. Major City, you can run around with a katana, and no one's going to say boo. Well, she's very skilled in it. <laughs> in broad daylight, running around <laughs> with a sword. <laughs> if I saw someone in my town, yeah, running around the streets with a sword, yeah, I'd get in the hell inside. I go inside. I go inside. I'd get inside, yeah. Yeah. I would definitely get inside. Uh, you also get the return of Misty and Foggy and Trish Walker and Karen Page and Malcolm. They're they're all there. It's literally the who's who. Hogarth. Everybody from all four seasons was in this, which I thought was pretty cool. Kind of get bringing the whole universe together. Again, the Netflix universe. God forbid we incorporate any of the uh, movie universe into this. Where, yeah. where was Spider-Man? They mentioned Spider-Man? Did Spider-Man swing through it all? Did they no. reference him? Was there any kind of Spider-Man reference? There were two cataclysmic events on the planet, and we just sweep those under the rug. Oh, right? my God. Where's his Spider-Sense? Does he have any? Could he maybe swoop in? Maybe help him out? Nothing. That would have been something else if that happened. Oh, my God. Now, I do like this. Uh, when Daredevil meets Jessica Jones, I thought that was a very – and we'd already seen that from the trailer, but I thought it was a great way because she's, you know – She's kind of, you know, plays by her own rules, and she's going to have trouble with the law, and then Daredevil swoops in there and is, like, her her lawyer. So I did like that. I thought that was pretty good. Um, and then you also get Luke Cage being introduced to Iron Fist by Claire, because Claire, obviously, her and Turk are, like, in all of these shows, and they sort of, like, connect all the dots. Right. Um, and then finally you get all four of them together in episode three. 
thought that was pretty good at the, at the Chinese restaurant. I thought that was pretty good stuff. That was a good. That was a good episode. And when they did their first uh, little battle in the in the office building, I thought that was pretty cool. So we already said uh, Sigourney Weaver as Alexandra was not great. Like she was like the leader of the hand, and that it's sort of been built up before. Because what wasn't it in Iron Fist when they were talking to Gal and Gal made some reference about somebody even higher than her? And you're like, oh, okay. Like so, you're, you're setting something up, but then. I don't know. Her whole plan, this is probably why it is a three and a half or a three. Like, her whole plan was she's going to resurrect Elektra, and now Elektra's going to be, like, the greatest fighter of all time. But like, but it's right. not Elektra. But she pretty quickly it became is. Elektra again. Like, that, yeah. that shit wore off real fast. And then she just kills Alexandra, and then, but that was an episode, the end of episode six, just kills her, and, and she's like, yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I'm leading this now. Like you are? Do you even want to? Like, what? What are you talking about? Like, you can't. You can't have run this organization for like a thousand years and be that dumb. Yeah. Like, like, are you sure you're gonna have control of this black sky? Like, you're gonna be able to yeah. control her? Like, everything's gonna be fine? So that was kind of a letdown. And all the characters in the hand, eh? You know, like it's kind of an eh. Like, I feel like you can do better for. Like Bakudo, for, Bakudo <clears throat> sucks. I'm glad he's dead. Bakudo uh, stinks. And- yeah. And then uh, Gao obviously makes it out. We're into spoilers, so. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. Gao. She's, so Gao sometimes has, like, a force punch, and then other times she doesn't. It, it's like chi. She's going to harness her chi. Oh, okay. Yeah, Iron Fist. Dark chi. Yeah, I, I suppose. But anyway, like, the villains, that's always been a knock in Marvel. And, like, so when you do have a good one, it's a pleasant surprise. But more often than not, it seems like you end up having kind of a bad villain. What do you think of Elektra? Like, we, I mean, we just hit on it a little bit, but, like, her whole like story arc and like how they used her. So it was kind of a waste because it was like you think of the, and I, I don't like to draw parallels to this because it's completely different. It's apples and oranges, but like how Hawkeye was used in the first Avengers. Like that's kind of a cool character who you right. kind of waste. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? And only to bring back like at the in the ninth inning to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? It's still Electra. <laughs> yeah. And that whole thing was like, pretty muddy it was just pretty muddy like, i don't I, like that shit either like we see that in movies all the time or in tv shows where it's like for whatever reason whether it's a brainwash or whether it's something and then it's like no i like one character's like no i can get through to him and all the other characters are like no you can't like you gotta save yourself he's like no 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 like she's still in there and you're like okay yeah like all right i think I believe we call Fine. that a trope yeah that trope we saw we've seen that trope a time or two i would say why do you think Daredevil stays down in that hole with Elektra? Um, because there's, I would go to you and I both understand this very well. The the Catholic guilt, you know, he somehow <laughs> he's he's responsible for all of this because Make a point. he let her die, and you know, so he's got to be the one to stay behind. But also, you know, he loves her, and he has to, you know, they, they, it, again, I mean, this is all things we've seen before in other movies and other things. You know, it's it's that whole tired thing, that self sacrifice. The martyr hero, like all that stuff. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. How do you think he survives it? Uh, he finds himself under um, some dragon bones that are uh, pretty impenetrable, even though they can cut them. Uh, okay. And, uh, and he, he survives that way. But you, you think maybe anything to do with dragon glass? Maybe. Let's hope, hopefully. Do you think Electra's dead? No. No, of course not. Of, yeah. co- of, of course not. not dead. She's not dead. Of course not. Uh, the end scene there with the nuns, and you get the uh, get Maggie. That, of course, is Daredevil's mother. And mm-hmm. highly recommend. I mean, it's probably been the pick of the podcast before, but if you go back Seven and read. Times. 
Yeah, We've several enough episodes. Yeah, yeah. several times. You, you find it. But Daredevil Born Again by Frank Miller is unbelievable. And that ending, that's why I think they, they left it on a high note for me. And so when I see Daredevil in that bed and, like, the nuns are nursing him back and they reference Maggie, you're like, oh, God, they're going, they're going to Born Again. So they ended on a high note. I'm like, this yep. is great. But then I'm with you. You go back and look at it and overall kind of lowers the score. I also felt like fair to say the this is kind of like Daredevil season two and a half. Like all the other characters are definitely involved in it, and I'm sure it's gonna you know impact their stories going forward. But it's sort of like a a one off for some of those characters, or like you know, like Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Like they're they'll, they'll move on. More Daredevil, like this is so significant, and like this whole franchise was based off of the success of season one of Daredevil, and then you combine that with two. This is super like you can't jump into season three of Daredevil without having seen the Defenders. No, no, and I I think it's great. It's a good thing. Um, he's clearly like if you based on screen time or whatever, the most compelling of the four characters. Holy the character, shit, he is he is Daredevil. This guy, and like he does this thing now. I don't, I don't remember him doing it in the first two seasons of Daredevil. Like when he hears something, he like how he moves his head. It's like a fast twitch. Oh, yeah, he does it, yeah. He can't see it, obviously, but, like, he does, like, that, like... Yeah, yeah, he would. But he does... Him and, uh, was it Scott Glenn, who plays Stick, do a really good job of playing blind. And it's, I know that... Oh, my God, it's amazing. Like, you would think they both were blind. Like, they do an unbelievable job. The way they, like, look <clears throat> at people and the way they listen to when people are yeah. talking. Yeah, It's actually pretty fascinating to, like, watch them do that. Well, there's that story out there that Charlie Cox uh, was auditioning for something else. And I forget, I forget what it was. It was like another TV show or another movie, and he was so used to being Daredevil that he like he blew his chances because he was like acting kind of like Daredevil, and they're like, "What? Like, this, this, what are you doing? I'm over is, here. Like, I'm over here. What are you is, looking at? This is not what we're looking for. <laughs> uh, here are a few things that I liked from the Defenders. I liked the idea of sort of Luke Cage and Iron Fist, like that partnership forming. Like, there was a lot of scenes with the two of them together. You know, Luke Cage kind of making fun of Iron Fist and like those guys, like some some light moments, but sort of, you know, teasing the team up between those two, which I really liked. I like that too because those are the two characters who, like, you can tell they immediately like each other. Yes. Which was nice. It was nice to see, you know, there's none of that like sizing people up, like Jessica Jones and Daredevil or, Je- you know, Luke Cage and Daredevil. Like, they're like sizing each other up and it was immediate, like, they. They did have a good fight too. Like they had a pretty good fight where like they were learning something about it. like Iron Fist. Is like holy shit! Like this guy's rock solid, and then but then you know he gets punched out or uh, he punches out Luke Cage. So that was pretty good. Yeah. I also like they're keeping even though right now Luke Cage is with Claire Temple in the comics. He is married to Jessica Jones and they have a kid, and they're sort of keeping that potential relationship alive. Like they have that scene in the bar at the, in the last episode, and so. Yeah. And then there was that one scene when they were like in a fight and like he was like on top of her and she said like oh you remember this and like so there's there's some good stuff there and I think ultimately they'll they'll be back together, right? So I I like that. It's nice that they leave things open. And I also like all of the uh, the born again like I said references. Here are th- some things I didn't like. Uh, of course, the Spider Man. No no Spider Man. Yeah. Very 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 few MCU references overall in this one. They mentioned the incident obviously a couple of times, but. Compared to some of the other seasons, even like Luke Cage, like there was next to nothing uh, as far as the Avengers or anything like that. Also, there was no Punisher at all until the little teaser. Like they did that teaser trailer 
afterwards uh the final episode but they didn't mention him like i thought you know maybe karen would say something about him or anything but there's no mention of of punisher that bother you uh a little bit um you know it and I, I say this sounds stupid in my head when i think about it but like it would have been like a line something to be like well i got a guy for that like if you need if yeah yeah right bombs we need some bombs to blow this place up instead of having colleen wing like You're right rob the police station yeah, it's call, convenient call, that call him in. The evidence room open. Call in the Punisher. Be like, I, hey, I got a guy. I also, I'm not, and this might just be me, but anytime there's a movie or a TV show now where a building in New York is getting destroyed, it's not really my thing. It's not, it's yeah, not, we're over, kind of over that. Yeah. I think I think we can do better than that. Um, here's some Easter eggs and references, Ryan. People love Easter eggs and references. Uh, Misty Knight, of course, loses her arm in the comic book. She has like a bionic arm, so like they're setting that up. Um, let's see. They do reference Jessica Jones and what she did to Kilgrave at one point. I think it might have been some of the police officers or whatever. Yeah. They mentioned that. Uh, Ward Meacham is brought up when they're when Iron Fist is in the uh, ran into enterprises or industries or the frig it is. Um, I'm here to see Ward, and like he's on a trip, which yeah. is pretty lazy. But yeah, that was, that was terrible. Yeah. Now this one might be a stretch, but again, this is some of the good stuff. So remember the scene in the police department when they were trying to keep all of their friends like safe, and they were up looking at some of the pictures on the wall. And Karen Page is in there, and one of the pictures that you could see very clearly references something about heroin. And in Born Again, like I don't know if they'll do this. Like the Netflix series is dark, but this. They have not really set up at all, and like this reference is definitely a stretch. But Karen Page in that comic uh, becomes addicted to heroin, like she's just like a like a druggie, and she gives up Daredevil's secret identity just for like another fix. Like she's like a she's like prostituting herself for heroin, and then she tells somebody who then relays that information onto the Kingpin that she is or that uh, Matt Murdock is Daredevil. Now I would have said spoiler, but that comic's been out since the '80s, so that's yeah. just that's already out there. But do you think there's any chance they would do that with Karen Page? Maybe. I mean, it depends on how you know. That would be kind of cool. That would be if it were if it were an HBO show. I'd be like, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, they will. Yeah. All right, Ryan. Before you get out of here, we have the Defenders questionnaire. This is very important stuff. Uh, number one, and now. Don't take into account anything from like comic books or anything from you know video games or anything like that. But strictly from what we've seen in the Netflix series, who is the best fighter between Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist? Daredevil, hands down. I agree Maybe completely. Close. He beat the shit out of Iron Fist. He beat him up. He kicked his ass. He kicked, and he's the only one who went like hand to ha- like head to head with Elektra and like beat her. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, Electra might even be the answer. No, it's probably still Daredevil. Yeah, it's it's without and I felt like in this season in particular when you could see him with everybody else, it was so clearly him. There was no cool. doubt. Like the other two were both very strong. Like Jessica Jones and like they didn't highlight her very well at all. No, Luke, she I will tell you this. Kristen Ritter is not an athlete. Like if you see her like on screen like throwing a punch or like running, like she is not very athletic. Oh, it's really bad. Like that hallway scene, which by the way, it can't be a season on Netflix without a hallway fight scene, right? Or a stairwell fight scene. But she, yeah, it's almost like comical. Like you see the old guys, like Danny Rand's okay at it. Charlie Cox is great. Uh, the guy who plays Luke Cage is solid. And then her doing like these little bullshit like flips, and you're like, no, that doesn't that doesn't look right. Yeah. But yeah, and Daredevil also has a lot of like Batman in him where. 
he doesn't have any real special abilities, but he's also so intelligent that if it was a one-on-one fight between him and Luke Cage, like he would still find a way to win. Yeah. I think that's pretty clear. All right. So on the back of the Marvel cards, remember back in the day they'd have yeah, the ra- yeah. they'd have all the ratings. So I think it's one through seven. I think seven was the highest you can have. Mm-hmm. So uh, well, actually, let's not rank every single guy, but let's just say out of all these, who would be who would be ranked the highest? That's probably the easiest way to do okay. it. Okay. So out of those four, the highest strength. Got to. It's I toss up between Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Yeah. Actually, you know what? This will be easy. So strength. I would say Luke Jessica Cage Jones. and Jones both probably like six or seven. Yeah. Daredevil probably like a two or a three, and same with Iron Fist. Yeah. Although Iron Fist is kind of a wild card because when he's using the Iron Fist, probably much higher. Uh, in- intelligence. Daredevil. Daredevil definitely the highest intelligence. I don't even know who would be second, to be honest. <laughs> probably Jessica Jones. She's a, she's a PI. Yeah, she's a PI. Energy projection. I mean, the only one who does it is Iron Fist. Uh, all, all Iron Fist. Yeah. Mental powers. It's only, only Iron Fist, right? Or no, he doesn't even have it, mental powers. None of them do. None of them do. So they're all pretty low on that scale. So that's what I was also going to say. So there's two more on here. But wouldn't you say, like, so the Fantastic Four, for example, like, they have four very different kind of superpowers. This yeah. group, they have two, like, hand-to-hand fighters, and they have two really strong people. <laughs> Yeah, like, like ninjas. You got you gotta, yeah, you have two ninjas and two like you know bodybuilders. It's like you kind of need to diversify, maybe. Uh, fighting ability. We already said Daredevil is clear, but if you had to rank them, Daredevil I, one. Yeah, Luke Cage. Yeah. Uh, he's just big and slow. You know what I mean? Something he is sick. bulletproof though. He's he pretty good. Yeah. So the but the ability to fight. Probably I would say Daredevil, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. Yep, I agree. And then speed is the last one. Daredevil. Yeah, Daredevil's definitely the best. Luke like, Cage and Jessica it. Jones are both slow. Iron Fist is probably second fastest. Yeah. All right. Here's a here's this is a question that's probably just as important. If you could steal a smooch from any of the following Jessica Jones, Colleen Wing, Claire Temple, Karen Page, Misty Knight, Trish Walker, Electra. Sigourney Weaver's character, or Gal, <laughs> who would it be and why? Um, I it's it, for me. This is a toss-up. Um, I am a huge Rosario Dawson fan. Yes, I would. Uh, I like. I like her a lot. Also, Trish Walker, who um, she is piping hot. Like that is that. That's she a was pretty hacker chick from Transformers, right? I don't remember. I didn't watch Transformers. Oh yes. Oh yes. Australian by by birth. Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. She th- that is a but that is a powerhouse lineup though. There are some really good ones like yeah. Karen Page. I liked her a lot in True Blood. Show enough. Oh, I might go Trish Walker though myself there. All right, here we go. Who in the series Ryan would be the most use to the Avengers? That's a great question, Richard. Thank I, you. I, I crafted I, it I myself. Yeah. Um. So the Avengers. Let's say they need to recruit one of their upcoming movies. They're like we need. We only need one. Or, or maybe they have something. Also, maybe keep into uh, account what they have on the on the staff. That's the, what I, mean. I think that's that's what where we're running into problems here is because they already had their pretty their roster's pretty deep. Yeah, they're like, loaded. The football team. Yeah, they're pretty deep. You know what um, the sad reality might be, and I hate to say this, it might be Iron Fist. Yeah, because he's the most different, and he might have a thing that only like like again like he was yeah. the key in this one. He could be the key for some other bullshit thing. Right. 
Because like Daredevil again, we we know is the best, but you know they already have Captain America and they have uh, now they have Black Panther too, and like yeah. they got all and they like got Iron Man, Jones, and Luke Cage. Like we got a strong guy. Don't worry, we got the strong guy. Yeah, we have Hulk and Thor. Like you guys are trash. We're good. It's <laughs> probably Iron Fist. That sucks. Yeah. Um, best Netflix series villain. Uh, I I thought Kilgrave was probably the best. I got to go Kilgrave as well. I I would definitely go Kilgrave. I would say, you know, Electra had a chance, and then also the way Punisher was being used, like he was sort of like he's classic like antihero. But it's, yeah, right. as far as super villain, it's I think it was definitely Kilgrave. I agree with that. Uh, and then here's the last question on my on the official hashtag Dork Defenders questionnaire. What not just main character include any reoccurring character in all of these series who is the worst character if you asked me at the beginning of this i probably would have said foggy nelson yeah i think uh, it just, might be he's just such a boner he sucks um, and he's a bad actor too uh, that's fulton reed you watch your mouth <laughs> i know he got well he's gotten worse well he has well i'll tell you what he has ryan davy disease because i in a seventh and eighth grade was like the biggest kid in my in in my class and now I'm just a little shit of a person. And the same thing That's happened true. to Fulton Reed. Yeah. Remember in those movies, he was a monster. And, he was a bully. Now he's a little turd. That sucks. He no, so sucks. I, <laughs> he sucks. And, um, I mean, Iron, you know, Fist. Iron uh, Fist. We've given, we've given him enough grief. I'll just say Foggy Nelson. I would say Foggy. I would say Iron Fist. I would say he didn't come back, so he was only in a one-off. But that Ward Meacham was horrible, too. Oh, he's oh, he was awful. He's real bad, but yeah. for the most part, I like most of the characters in this universe. Like, I think they're they're all pretty good. So, but I would say with like not even close. Like with a bullet, like Kilgrave was just so creepy and just so dark. You know, what oh, I mean? we'd make nuts. people do like messed up stuff. Yeah, that was nuts. bad. All right, Ryan, I know you have to run, so I'll do pick of the podcast by myself. But if you have any final words, you can you can share them now. Again, it's something you should watch. Something that's definitely worth your time. Um, it's not the greatest thing you've ever seen, but as you can tell from this podcast, we are passionate enough about it that it's it's good enough to talk about. You know? Yeah. So, so okay. that's that's my takeaway. Thank you very much, Ryan. We'll talk to you next. Oh, by the way, what do you think we should do next week? I guess we can think about it. I want to do a Friday Night Lights episode TV version sometime in September. I don't know about next week necessarily, but we can we can think on it. We can. We'll we'll give it a think. All right, Ryan. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Pick of the All right, let's do the uh, pick of the podcast solo here. Ryan has to run. It's scheduling. You know, you know, sometimes life gets in the way, I suppose. But my pick of the podcast for this week is another plug. Yeah, a shameless plug. I was on Mac and Goo once again. I know it's been a couple times in uh, in a month here. And I was on, uh, of course, with Mac and Goo and Marcus. From the Boxers podcast, he, of course, of the Pick of the Pod theme, the This Week in Dork theme, the Davies Video Game Minute theme, uh, and we joined together, we joined forces. One of the things Mac and Goo do is the drafts, whether it's uh, movie, or I'm sorry, episode drafts. They've done, you know, we did South Park before. Uh, they did, I think, a SNL cast member draft. They've, they've done a whole bunch of drafts in the past. This week, it is episodes of The Office, and yes, of course, I mean the American version. To me, it's the only version. That's not really fair, but whatever. I It was the uh, Office episode draft, so each of us, I think, had 12 episodes. So we discussed close to 50 episodes, uh, and that is available now up on uh, Mac and Goose. You can give those guys a uh, check them out on iTunes. 
Speaking of iTunes, you can check us there. You can subscribe there. We are at other places as well. If you happen to be listening to this on iTunes and you have friends that say, I don't have iTunes, I would like to listen to that. It sounds like a lot of fun. I'd like to be a part of that. Maybe have something else to bond over, You know, another thing to share in your life. I think we're also on Google Play. I think we are on Stitcher. Is that right? We are on really whatever there is podcasting available. We are there. If you search out hashtag dork, you can uh, subscribe. You can rate. You can leave a review. We appreciate all those. We read all those. It's very kind. At least most of them are very kind. Uh, We're on Twitter, at Dork Podcast. We're on YouTube for now. We'll see what the hell happens, but we are on YouTube for now, if you go to youtube.com slash dorkpodcast, uh, the most recent one, Davey did Dorks in Antiquity. As you know, if you listen to this podcast, Davey is a classicist. He's a Latin teacher. He's Roman, Greek. He's, he's very well versed in that. So he went through some of the good and the bad as far as it relates to movies uh, based off of uh, you know the Greeks and the Romans. So I would give that a check out on the YouTube. We're also on Snapchat. You can buy a t-shirt. Say you want a T-shirt, right? Who doesn't want a T-shirt? If you go to represent.com and then just search out hashtag dork and you'll see the T-shirt on there. Uh, And you can email us as well. And email us some show ideas because uh, we're we're looking for some. We have it pretty much planned out for a while. You know, if there's a big movie coming out, we'll usually do it the the next week. Uh, Dorktober is going to be back, baby. Dorktober 2, Electric Boogaloo, is going to be... I think three episodes in October, we're going to be doing our 50 greatest horror movies. And it's going to be me, Davey, and Uncle Buck. So the three of us kind of you know, voting in on what movies are the best horror movies. So that's going to probably be a three-part episode just to give us enough time to talk about each one. As I told to Davey, we're going to try to do a Friday Night Lights TV show episode as well. But I think we have some free dates in September as well. So if you have any ideas, you can either tweet them at Dork Podcast, or hook us up on the email, dorkpodcast at gmail.com. So that'll do it. This is a little bit shorter episode this week, but uh, thanks for listening to this one, and we will talk to you guys next week.